definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good Monday, everybody, and welcome into the end of the bench here on 100.7 The Score, 100.7 The Score. Dot com, a Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of Music Monday. Obviously, lots to get to, lots to talk about with all of the sports happening from softball all the way to baseball, basketball. Uh, we got it going on here this uh, week and heading towards uh, really steamrolling towards March Madness. What's up, David? How you doing, Hacks? Good weekend for you? I mean, I know it was a tough uh, trip to Ames, but. Got a couple of baseball wins that you got to at least pay attention to. I mean, there's you, you sound like you're in. You're, there's no like call for anything like that. I I went out of town, and every time I do that, I'm, I have the fear of, okay, I'm going to bring some kind of junk back. I feel good right now. Yeah, so far so good. Yeah, uh, that seems to have. Uh, you know, we had some really really tough stuff to deal with with the flu and. I think it pretty much passed through everybody, and I know I brought it to my house. And but uh, overall, there now feeling much better. Yeah, good. So um, got the voice, got uh, not too bad on the the drainage and the coughing and all that, and that's that's good stuff. So uh, I think the team is uh, kind of rounding back, and we'll just see how Warren Washington's foot responds. We'll see because it uh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, I mean it's just not a you know, that was the great part about the Ames trip. Uh, it wasn't because of the result or the game or really any of it, but it was a situation where it went fast. And you got back to Lubbock by like 5 o'clock. So fast flights. We were there for less than 24 hours. And, um, you know, take it on the chin. And, and that's what happens. I mean, it used, I don't know what we picked, but I think I picked it fairly close yeah. to – what Iowa State ended up winning by. But, I mean, you could just see that one shaping up. You know, I just felt like we wouldn't have Warren Washington. I wouldn't uh, feel like we're playing in a, a place where they're 14-0 and now, 15-0 and in, in uh, home games. That's a talented team. It was – tell you, the, probably the most interesting thing was listening to the scout, and especially the scout on offense with Coach Smart and him telling – Everybody, hey, this is what's going to happen, and in order for uh, us to have success, this is what has to happen on our end. And Iowa State executed mm-hmm. what they want to do, which right. is speed you up, trap you, bewilder you, make your head spin, and then the crowd's on you, and then it kind of rolls downhill. Um, that's what happened to the Red Raiders in the first half and into the early moments of the second half. So just watching that. You know, seeing, uh, hey, this is what they want to do. This and this is what we can't do. We have to just make the the easy play. We can't try to hit home runs. And gosh, we tried to hit a lot of home mm-hmm. runs. And Pop was rough from the field. And but uh, Coach McCaslin was right. They fought. They they you know I mean that just a year before I think we lost by thirty four something like that there. So not a win, but also. Big 12 reality check for me. Like, it, not not even reality check. It's just this is the way it is, you yeah. know. Uh, and it is going to be hard for anyone in this league 
to go into that building and get a dub. Yeah, and in hindsight, knowing what lies ahead for them as well, right? You're playing at home on a Saturday, knowing full well if you win that game, you're playing for first place, but you're doing it on the road against a Houston team you've already beaten. So I know that you don't look ahead, but at the same time, you emphasize the importance of getting the job done here to make sure that next game has some meaning. And if you don't get the job done today against the Red Raiders, you're going to be playing catch-up on the road at a Houston team that's already really mad at you. So everything, you know, lined up bad for the Red Raiders. You're not full strength. And, I mean, that's the thing that I like most. Like you said, there was some fight there at the end. Iowa State maybe let the foot off, whatever. I mean, you could have still just folded up shop and say, hey, when's that plane? Let's Mm. get the heck out of here. Uh, And when Chance McMillan and Pop go over whatever a lot from behind the arc, you're not going to win most of your games you play, right? And if you're shooting yourself out of it early on in that place, you kind of expect what happened in that basketball game. Nothing yeah. too surprising. No, no, exactly. Yeah. I I don't come away heartbroken or down or any of that. I mean, I think you've done a, a really good job of putting yourself in position to go to the NCAA tournament as a decent seed. And here's the plus, 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 plus on this whole deal is if you look at Ken Palm, which is all about numbers and computers, they have you winning the rest of your games. Yeah. Will that happen? I'm going to say probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. But it also is something to look forward to because it's not just this killer schedule down the stretch. If you can put yourself together health-wise, go out there and play your game, you got a chance to win three, four, five down the stretch here. And I can't believe we're getting that far down the stretch. But, hey, tomorrow is massive because you – are playing a good TCU team that just went up and beat Kansas State with a three at the buzzer. Um, K-State's in the toilet on our tiers of 12. There's no telling where they're going to be because it feels like they've just already mailed it in, and I kind of forecasted that for you last week. Yeah. I'm just not patting myself on the back, yeah. but kind of am. Um, with what they've had to go internally, um, you boy, getting swept will put you right back close to 500. Getting a win would be a split and puts you right where you need to be to go down to Florida and hopefully get a win against UCF. So tomorrow is absolutely massive. Yeah, you like you just said it. I mean, you're able to split that season series against them who they're playing good basketball too. I mean, not just the buzzer beater against Kansas State. I think they've been good for a good stretch now and I mean, they're right on the heels of Kansas with their own uh, last-second loss at the hands of the Jayhawks earlier this season. Yeah, it's it's funny. Even if you just split, what do you, what's what's the record? Thirteen right now. So there's five left. You go three and two the rest of the way. Would that be right math? Yes, um, that's ten wins. Yeah, ten wins, eleven. See, and I said twelve was a good number, right? And I still think twelve's a I'm missing a game in there. I'm horrible at math. That's yeah, that's twelve. So there's six left. Four and two. I'd be happy with four and two the rest of the way. That's only eleven, but 
Yeah, you're you're sitting you're sitting in good shape, but like we said, just because of what's left on the schedule, the only problem with that is not knowing the extent or the availability of Warren Washington because I think that changes everything a lot. Absolutely. So there's a lot to talk about. I got a ton of numbers and some uh, scenarios for teams across the country where they got to a certain point and then went absolutely a 180 down the tubes. Um, we got baseball to talk about, able to take some of that in, and thrilled for uh, Jamie and Gus to be on the radio bringing it to us. That's uh, the best way when you got flow going on. That's I don't worry about the, the flow sports. I just go listen to it on the radio. So that's been nice to have. Two wins and three tries. Nice win yesterday against Oregon. Some real big, big-time pluses coming out of this deal. Even Kendall Rogers said he liked what he saw and what he talked about, what he highlighted, arms, yeah. which is the question that I had heading into the season, Texas Tech 2-1. and one. We'll do the headlines for you next. Definitely not the starters. You're on the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. That's what you need to know time here on 100.7 The Score. The Red Raiders lose. The Lady Raiders lose. Uh, Texas Tech 5-9 and nine on the women's side. 7-5, and five, I think, on the men's side. Tech plays tomorrow against TCU. will be on the air at 7 because it's an 8 o'clock tip. Baseball is also back tomorrow on 100.7 The Score against UT Arlington at Globe Life. Then they'll play Oregon State. On Wednesday, they have the day off today. Friendship boys are in the playoffs this afternoon. 4.30, Fort Stockton, double T 97.3. Then a high school fan zone, 6 o'clock, 100.7. The score there. Mac McClung won the dunk contest because he is a absolute freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing to, to always remember that he worked a lot on his bounce. It is a lot God-given, but also his talent. Um, he worked tons and tons and tons on that jumping ability, and it's made him famous. Hopefully he can get to we're back to the NBA because that's a, a different kind of deal when it comes to your talent. Um, my uh, One of my personal headlines uh, is uh, Max Huffling. Thrilled to see him in a Red Raider uniform and not in an ACU uniform. And he comes out and shuts things down yesterday. And uh, Tim Tadlock with a great line, of course, asked by Don Williams from the AJ, what'd you do? (laughs) Well, call him. (laughs) And uh, evidently it worked. Uh, He's originally from Edmond, Oklahoma. And uh, went down to Abilene Christian. Big, big dude. Yeah. He can throw it, man. He can absolutely throw it. Um did you watch any All-Star game? No, uh, no. No, I did not. I saw the score, and it was enough for me. Um, I saw stuff on SportsCenter after the fact and then basically just making fun of the fact that they played no defense. I, I, the, only, the only thing that I found somewhat entertaining was, hey, if you guys aren't going to bother to play any form of defense or do anything, do what Damian Lillard did, and this is – Probably the only thing that I remember seeing in the highlights. Luca tried to bounce it off the backboard and dunk it himself, and he got stuffed by the rim. Damian Lillard got the ball, 
Now, keep in mind, they were the only two past half court in this process. Everybody uh-huh. else was standing under the basket, basically, at the other end. It was like cherry-picking basketball at its finest. And Lillard got to half court, and he just uh, took a jump shot and knocked down a three. So, if we're going to play it, you might as well just uh, jack it up for him wherever you can and make it a bunch of trick shots. Like, there's no out-of-bounds. Do like uh, I saw Trey Young, I think, on Saturday night whenever they were doing the all the competition stuff. He was shooting from behind the basket or, or behind the front row of fans, you know. Just do that. We don't need whatever that was last night. Not fun. Did you see the uh, guy get throat chopped in the UCLA-Utah game? My wife actually told me about it, but I didn't see it. Okay. Well, the um, Utah gets – it's after a made basket from UCLA. Utah gets the ball. They fling it to the left sideline. A Utah guy comes to set a screen near midcourt, and the guy that for UCLA is a big guy. He's trailing the play, and instead of going around the screen <laughs> – <laughs> Brushing shoulders on the screen, he goes, I think, left elbow to the trachea and knocks this guy square down. And he got a flagrant, too, of course, and was thrown out. I like the just desserts portion of the story because this was at UCLA. Utah drew up a beautiful play and scored with .1 seconds left on a tip to beat UCLA uh, 70 70- to 69. Yeah, they were down by a point with six seconds left and then ran it down there, missed the shot, got the tip in, and win. Good. After watching this, good. And I hope that guy doesn't win many basketball games in his career. My goodness. Like, what? that guy must, Pretty brutal. must have been chirping the entire game because he's, like, looking right at him. Yeah, there was no... Yeah. There was no trying to disguise it. No. It was, here it comes, That's just, elbow to your throat. And I mean, that that's dangerous. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> freaking dangerous. I had to order a screen. <laughs> Not even what was going to be a violent. I mean, you saw it coming. I think I'd rather get hit in the chin. Yeah, jaw. yeah. Couldn't breathe during that. I mean, he's probably like, <gasps> yeah, gasping. Speaking of, T T, come out! I'm burning. My lungs are burning. <laughs> Sandy doing? Lyle That's me, okay Started a new journey this morning I gotta be honest with you This is the worst shape I've ever been in It's the fattest I've ever been in, in my life So started a new journey today At 5.45 this morning at Nick's Fight Club That was where I was And um, it didn't take long to be <laughs> asking for a tea Oh my gosh My right arm is is not really here. I can't. I can't type. I can't do anything. So we're starting a new journey. Going to lose about ninety pounds. Are you back at it tomorrow morning? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to be tough. Oh, it's going. Wednesday's be awful. going to be awful. Even worse. <laughs> Wednesday's going to be awful. I always, yeah. Anytime I do any form of exercise, I got to make sure I'm good for two days to not Doms. have to do anything. Delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh. Uh, I've never done anything like that in my life with the, uh, you know, learning how to punch, learning how to box, that kind of deal. It was all very new and, um, and, 
Is that, I mean, are you basically in a fight position, hands up, like yeah. defending yourself the entire... Yeah. yeah. Um, very... Oh, I don't want to say it's humiliating. I thought it would be humiliating. Yeah. Um, but very uh, much a reality check of, hey, you, you've never done this in your life and you're 45 and now you're trying to do it. So anyway, you'll be able to follow my journey through my Twitter account at Jeff Haxton is where you can get that done. And uh, appreciate Jonathan over there because he's got quite a quite a business. And it's going to be, uh, once we get the first sort of done, look out. Mean machine time. Uh, you can hit us up at the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Don't forget Friendship Boys Playoff Basketball tonight. Nothing like playoff basketball. I wanted to get to, this is this was a good screenshot weekend. Um, so I wanted to get to the, some of these because this is a, uh, this is wild. I'm going to uh, finish your thought while you're looking for that. Nothing okay. like playoff basketball on a Monday at 4.30 in the afternoon in Fort Stockton. Yeah. <laughs> ah. nothing, nothing smells of college or high school basketball playoff action than Monday in, in the afternoon in the middle of nowhere. We love you, Fort Stockton. Um, Matt Masciangelo. Masciangelo. Ever heard that name? No. Uh, he plays for Sacramento State Baseball. Okay. Out of his first nine trips to the plate, eight HBPs. I think I heard this at the uh, on on Sports Center last night. Eight hit by pitches. I remember that time that Maine hit Cam four times in a game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cam Warren. And uh, take this to a whole other level. This went over two days. Of him getting hit. It was around his lead foot. You know, to me, they're playing loyal to Marymount, and it just looks like they're like, we have to throw this guy on the inside corner. We can't leave it. In. Yeah. We can't try the outside because he's going to go. I don't know. But he got eight times HBPs. He's probably used to it at this point, maybe. But, yeah, having to wear that over and over again to start the year, too. And some of those, like you said, but down by the feet, you get hit on the foot early on in the – season and you're already not 100 <laughs> percent. it looked like he came out of every i watched every one of them it looked like he came out of every one of them fine you know and again the thing that that i'm not really jealous of is just all the armor they get to wear yeah you know if you see one coming at your elbow you know you don't have to panic that much mm-hmm. see one coming at your toe yeah you want to get it out of the way but it's not the worst thing if it hits and you know, again, back in my day, we just went up there with. Well, I went up there with the old Josh Young one batting glove, and that's all I had. So, yeah. if you got hit, it hurt. Eight times. I was lucky that if I had eight at bats in my high school career, so I would. I would have taken hit by. Don't laugh over there. I would have taken hit by pitch eight times, no doubt. I would have been on second every single time too. After got it. that. Playing time is not required. This is the end of the bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, it's hour number two of the end of the bench. We are the bench warmers. Hacks, David Collier, and Lucas White here on a gorgeous Monday as we get this week cranked up. We got Texas Tech hoops coming in hot tomorrow. Tech baseball tomorrow as well. The baseball broadcast will be on 100.7, the score against UTA. The hoops will start at 7. Ball will go up at 8. A massive game with Jamie Dixon's froggies. The Red Raiders looking for revenge and also tons of high school hoops, 
all playoffs. Today, 4.30, the Friendship Boys are in the playoffs. You can hear that on Double T 97.3, and the high school fan zone is at 6 on 100.7 the score. I wanted to take this time here to open up hour number two and just kind of – I think we have a, a nice little snapshot. It's three games. Yeah, it's not very much, but it's three games uh, to go through and – See some of these uh, early early numbers. Uh, Owen Washburn had the most hits with six. Damian Bravo went crazy yesterday with three doubles. He's driven in four. Austin Green, a terrific weekend. Played well in right field, five for 11. Great start. If you're sitting there in the hotel and you're those three guys, you're on cloud nine because you've gotten off to a, a good start, and that's always very important. Uh, Green driving in five, did strike out twice. TJ Pompey, your shortstop, really good. Good start for him. Four for ten, had himself a double, had himself a triple to right center field. That ball gets in the gap. TJ's got incredible speed. with the, Even with the height at 6'4", he can blaze. Uh, Kevin Bazell, four hits. Tracer Lopez, two for 13, but a huge home run. Yesterday, and that got fairly far up into the seats and right. That was fun to watch. Gavin Cash struggled 1 for 13. Gage Harrelson 0 for 7. Cade McGee 0 for 6. Drew Woodcox 2 for 3. Drew can really hit. Will Burns. So this is a lot for Tim Tadlock to try and decide when it comes to this lineup card. There's a lot of different pieces that you can put into play and then, you know, just manage. He's going to have a lot of um, weapons, it looks like, on the offensive side. Your thoughts on that tech offense? Yeah, I was kind of surprised, and obviously I didn't go to any practices, so I don't know why I should have any preconceived notion of what the lineup was going to be. But just, you know, from last year, Gage Harrelson being so far down in the lineup, you know, and like you mentioned, his struggles would probably explain why he is so far down in the lineup. But I think you mentioned Austin Green that first game, you know, we, you know, we're used to him as a second baseman. You talked about getting to see him out there and him making big plays, and we got to see it on display in a big ballpark. A couple of great catches in that first game against Tennessee in a losing effort. I thought he was impressive out there. And yeah. Then, and then to come in and in that it's second his job game, out there. Yeah. And then to come in as a pinch hitter in that second game and obviously help grow the lead there in the ninth after Tracer Lopez got on. You're happy that he's still here and he has a spot in the outfield for the Red Raiders. Uh, get to see Mac Hewer get some work in his first outing. You know, you mentioned uh, Kendall Rogers and him talking about being impressed with the bullpen, even though it was in a losing effort against Tennessee. I thought Josh Sanders came in and, you know, he hit the first battery face, but then got out of the bases loaded jam got through two innings there and then pitched again yesterday. So there's a guy that you you you're you were hoping anyway that you're going to be able to rely on and then on the flip side of that maybe Jacob Rogers the struggles that he had and Zane Petty. Yeah. But overall, I mean, pretty happy with what you've seen from the pitching and then you mentioned Max Huffling. I mean, we're not to highs and lows yet, but I know it was one outing, but if he can do stuff like that and you mentioned how big he is and imposing and fiery that seems like pretty good closer type stuff if you if you got to go with him in that situation i don't 
the funny thing is, is I was texting with Don Williams to see who uh, they were going to go with in the midweek. And Don kind of jokingly said, I, I already know what the answer is. And he texted me later. He was like, yeah, what's the answer? I thought, no, oh, we're going to go back to the hotel, sit down, talk about it a little bit. We'll figure it out for uh, UTA. So I'm kind of – now I've already seen these guys, and I know, <clears throat> you know, like you said, it's only three games. But I want to know who they're going to work in on Tuesday me and too. Wednesday just to see – get me further too. ahead of everything. Because, you know, if Huffling only goes three and a third in that one game against Nebraska, he could be ready for Wednesday, right? I want to see him on Wednesday. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, or Hewer, sorry, not Huffley. Used uh, 13 guys. You know, the thing about Huffling is, and this is the way that I live my life, it's all or nothing. He gave up six hits, yeah. but struck out seven. Yeah. Two doubles. So the opposition was hitting 400 off of him, but he comes out as – I was going to say he strikes everybody out. He which, strikes everybody out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big swing and miss guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle Robinson, three and two-thirds. Jack Washburn, four innings. Then uh, Petty, just two innings. So, uh, Ryan Free, I think, has a chance to be mm-hmm. terrific. And we saw him wipe out OU last year and strike out everybody that he saw. He just had it going that day. And then we saw days where he couldn't get anybody out. So, we're looking for consistency somewhere in the middle of that. Uh, but, yes, Josh Sanders, a terrific job out of the bullpen. So, uh, the great part about baseball is you're going to be right back out there tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we get this from the A's Flooring Center chat line. Tabor Fast and Trendon Parrish should get the starts, just my guess. Yeah, okay. that's probably true considering we didn't see him. I want Trendon out of the bullpen, but also – want what's best for him. So that might be starting role. And if that's the case, I'm there. I'm down for it. Uh, didn't Stackhouse get fired yesterday? I thought I saw a statement. It looks like that was fake news. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs and Bullfighter all over Collier with uh, Photoshop yeah. today. Hey, I'll take it. I got, I got to see what I wanted to see, so I'm good. Both started during the Red and Black Series. Thank you. Yeah. Jack Washburn was the big plus plus for me. That's from Bullfighter, who saw all the games. So there you go, a little baseball breakdown. We got highs and lows coming up next. More music, Music Monday coming up on this first edition of the week. And this week's going to get going in a hurry. Texas Tech and TCU tomorrow night, revenge time for the Red Raiders. But it will not be easy. It's a tough matchup. They're long, they're very experienced, they got a lot of guys that have played together. I can break that for you, break that down for you later on in this program. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Your hair's fine over there, TV man. (laughs) Hacks Collier and Lucas edition of the program. We have some requests. We're going to get to those requests. Um... We're going to talk baseball, basketball. Eleven seven yesterday, Tech knocks off Oregon. Austin Green and Bravo hit really well. Owen Washburn hit well. Jack Washburn got out on the mound. Lots and lots of good coming from those three games over in uh, DFW. You say there? Let's see. My chat line is weird. Here we go. 
Prince Lebanese Grill, so good. Thanks for the recommendation, Hacks. That makes my day that you got to experience that. Uh, it's, it is so good. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing I'm jealous about. I just got to be honest. Like, spending time over there doing games at uh, Globe Life, yeah, all good, but that's what I, that's where I want to be. Yeah, there's not, not another return trip there until Big 12, yeah. right? You got something to look forward to. Yeah. That'll be a reward from being a, a lean, mean fighting machine. He's a lean. No, I'm leaner. My, my name is going to be Thunderlips, <laughs> the ultimate male. <laughs> you watch out. Uh, grow your hair out. Get the goatee going like that. You got to just get. What does he call keep... Rocky Meatball? Where are you going, Meatball? That echoed. All right, let's fire choice. Let's get him gone. What we've done there with choice, now you fire him right away because of accountability. Maybe after today, because I think he's got to go to Fort Stone. I was about to say, yeah. yeah, let him call that basketball game. Then on the way home, as soon as you're done, you know, you're like, your adrenaline's coming down. You're like, okay, I'm going to drive uh, five hours back to Lubbock or however long it is. Uh, you say that. He's got to call the Friendship Girls basketball game tomorrow at 6. Because if Abilene Clint well. does it, it's season over. It's season over, yeah. We're mixing things up here. I don't know if that's officially official like that, but that's what we're going to say anyway. Clint's got to stay in studio, nowhere near any high school basketball teams until the regular season next year. That might not be the case either. Now all I can think about is Prince Lebanese. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Sooner and Lubbock just chimed in. Pretty good weekend at Arlington, gentlemen. I think he's probably not talking about the Red Raiders. He probably is talking what about the Red Raiders. What did OU do? Oh, you beat two and ten, one. Uh, yeah, two and one. I think they didn't. They beat Tennessee. Did they? Yeah, Tennessee had one Ooh. loss there. I think they beat them five one. I think that mm. was the score on that one. Had a walk off yesterday. I heard. Pull that up real quick. I've got Texas it. lost at least one to San Diego. OSU lost two or three to Sam Huey. Yeah, OU lost two to one to Oregon. Or I'm sorry, four to. Man, these are. I'm sorry, I've got all of the results here. They beat Nebraska 7-6. to six. They beat Tennessee in 10 innings, it looks like, 5-1. to one. But, yeah, and then lost to Oregon 4-2, to two, I believe. That's, yeah. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good weekend for them as well. Collier, are the rumors true on the amount of money it will take to make Chavez a Red Raider? Thoughts? I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't know the amount of money. I've certainly heard different rumors um, about, I guess, price of stuff. Um, but I, I'm not in, into that and figuring that out, unfortunately. that's um, I'm sure it'll all come out in the wash, but they're going to have to do that. I mean, it's there's not just, hey – we want to play at home and turn around the lady, help turn around the Lady Raider program and get it going and uh, right the ship and get it in the right there's direction. There's no hometown discounts. Yeah, there's no hometown discounts, I think, with this. And, you know, when you're who you are with uh, Leah Chavez and, heck, uh, probably the best player to come out of Lubbock, I say this and I know somebody's going to be mad at me ever, right? I mean, I when I first got here, there was a girl named Erica Vilek that ended up going to Purdue to play basketball instead of staying here and playing with the Lady Raiders. And I think, I don't think that there there's the equivalent there. I think Elias head and shoulders above her. Um, 
yeah, it's going to take a lot. It would be awesome if she did stay here. It would be interesting, and I've said this before, how different that game would have been this weekend. Would they have won? No. But I think I think it would have made things a little easier, right? I think she would have – I mean, she's a junior in high school, and she was going to probably score some points in that game. She's still just a junior? Yeah. Yeah, it, which makes me think, and I don't know anything here, I'm just saying, with as much that's going on now and all of this stuff, is – is there like this ounce of, hey, is there any way that I could reclassify and go early? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if that's even a possibility, but at this point you're like like the hype level at what it is as just a junior, you know? And if you could potentially talk her into leaving a year early, and I don't know what her grade, you know, I don't know how that all works. I'm sure there's a way that you could class reclassify and get through high school early if – need be in a school wanted you bad enough unfortunately but yeah she's only a junior jeez <laughs> of course I guess she's been going crazy since she was a freshman so now mm-hmm. we're on year three and this is almost the end of year three so you could see why her name has been in the headlines a lot yeah, that's, she, that's a pretty good slice of time yeah she's been in the spotlight for a while and handled it pretty decently on the basketball court that's for sure We could sell some tickets to that fight. Also get some more set up for charity with the main event being Dickens versus the raccoon. He said a few years back that he could take a raccoon. (laughs) Years and years ago when the Cotton Kings were still around, they had this idea of a a local fight night. They were like in an intermission. They were going to roll out a boxing ring and just have a bunch of random people in town get in the ring and fight. And they had me and Vinny Vanzetta, who used to be the sports director at Fox 34 here in town. He works in San Antonio now. They drew up like a little caricature thing of the two of us in a ring, and we were going to get in there and box. And then I don't know if they just didn't uh, go through all of the, you know, the release for, you know, they realized how much the intro was was probably going to be on that, and then last second they pulled the rug out from underneath us. I was looking forward to that. I was going to get my butt kicked probably, but I was looking forward to it. What what year was that? Cotton Kings. Uh, it was probably early two thousands four, five. Clark maybe, Lammer like was that. supposed to fight somebody this year. I don't know if he went through with it or not. He's got a lot. Of, the reach on <laughs> Clark Lammer is ridiculous. I would not get anywhere near Clark. You better. Get up in the interior, yeah. Or you're gonna you're gonna suffer some jabs there with his seven foot wingspan. You that just he has. put the whole glove on top of my head and <laughs> just, just punch me with the other hand. What is your prediction on Warren tomorrow? I I'm gonna guess that he's gonna play, but I have no idea. We should have more idea one thirty yeah. when Grant McCaslin meets with the media. Hopefully, of course, we might get the game time decision again, and then get the info an hour beforehand, just like we did over the weekend. So one thirty is um, what we're looking at there when we'll know a lot more about Warren Washington. I'm going to guess again, just guessing that he'll go. He's had a, he's had a little rough go of it though, with the flu and the foot and all that. So we'll uh, come back and have some headlines for you. Don't forget to ask the bench warmers coming up at 11:45. We'll take your questions then. 
here on 100.7 The Score. Playing time is not required. This is the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Okay, we already have some questions in, but we'll take a lot more here on 100.7 The Score. And we are brought to you by, on the app, Happy State Bank, First United Bank Studio, Visual Edge IT Hotline. I haven't mentioned it today. I'm sorry. 806-771-0973. Yeah, I want to get back to this before we go to the chat line. I I thought I remembered that Aaliyah didn't play in that game, and I think Monterey was shorthanded besides Aaliyah, and Amarillo won that game 81-31. to That will not be the outcome when they play tonight. Now let's start at the top. Hacks, best college ballpark you've been to, worst you've been to. The best that I've been to is Arkansas. Um, the worst that I've been to is a handful of old mid-con summit teams. Um, it would be a tie between Valparaiso, um, um, Oakland, Southern Utah, who dropped its program. Those would be um, the worst and kind of the worst by far. You mentioned Southern Utah. Don't don't the Red Raiders go to BYU this year? No. They don't? Mm-mm. Oh. Yeah, shame. Yeah, well, next year. Yeah. That's going to be hopefully next year anyway. That's going to be an awesome Worst that I've been to since working with Tech, New Mexico. Yeah. Um, and that's more of because of um, putting us out there in the hurricane. Um. I remember Collier saying he liked when he tried it on TV. Hacks, would you try mustard on watermelon? No. It's not bad. No chance. It's really not. Um, by the way, it's top top three would be on the stadiums. Arkansas, Oklahoma State's new one is incredible. It's got to be better than the other one. Yeah, Alley P. The poles everywhere. Old, 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 old. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I really like Wichita State's X Stadium. If they had anybody go to those games, it would be a top 15 ballpark. But X Stadium's view is amazing. Texas is is really good, too. I hate to say it. Um, Going to sound bad, but if the hot dog is juicy, nothing else is needed other than sauerkraut. Hot take. I enjoy the meaning behind all the gold and all the feathers that were ruffled because of it, but it is a terrible song. One might even go as to far... As far as to classify it as scathing. That's from Bobby Hot Dogs. Benchwarmers, who impressed you all the most from the opening weekend for Tech Baseball? Uh, Austin Green. It was nice to see Jack Washburn pitch. Uh, the easy one, obviously. Pompey. I mean, we got to see every, you know, the speed. Uh, and Huffling out of the bullpen. There are more. Actually, Sanders was pretty – if I had to pick somebody out of the bullpen and that I know is going to probably spend <laughs> most of his time there and do what he did, I'll go with Sanders. Um, recency bias, I'm going to go with Damian Johnny Bravo, mm-hmm. who had three doubles yesterday. I uh, love that kid. His, uh, his bat is going to be massive this year, and I'm glad that he's fought to have this kind of um, spot on this team. Uh, my friend Eric on wheel says Owen Washburn. He leads the team in hits yep. with six. Nope, can't go wrong there. Amarillo won big earlier this season, but Chavez, Cole, and others didn't play. Favorite Alabama song is Roll On. 
Bench warmers. How long of a leash would you give the struggling baseball players before trying someone else in their spot? Well, listening to Tim last week before they started playing, they're pretty confident with the a lot of the guys that are in that dugout. So it might but might not be as long as you would think, considering this is the time to figure it out, right? Mix that lineup up a little bit. So I would say semi-short. Now you got to. It depends on your resume. Well, yeah, I was about to say, if it's a guy that, you know, was in your lineup all year long last year and he started off slow, it's only three games. I mean, (laughs) you got to give him a little bit of a leash. But maybe, hey, we're going to take a day off here, let somebody else get some work, see how they are. But, yeah, replace them, that wouldn't. I mean, if you're Gavin Cash, you have an unlimited leash. Yeah. The leash doesn't end. Now – if you get to some gaudy territory that you've never been to, if you're 0 for 40 or 1 for 40 in this case, then maybe. But you know who these guys are by their resumes and what they've done at other places or at your place. So, like Dylan Dylan Carter had a fairly short leash because he just couldn't hit the ball the way that you needed hit to hit the ball. Now, I will say this, Dylan pre-injury was raking. But then he decided to dive into the wall in center field and hurt himself. Never was the same after yeah. that at the plate. So leashes vary. It's all individuals. And some are from here to Fort Worth, and some are from here to the front door at Raymar. Yeah. No, it Case-by-case basis, but there are a couple guys I know that didn't have the greatest first weekends, but it's three games. Prediction for the final six games for Tech basketball. Um, Healthy Warren Washington or available Warren Washington, five and one. No Warren Washington. Not that I'm saying he's out that entire time, but if for whatever reason that might be the case, two and three. That would be my guess out of that group. I mean, because you got – Baylor, Texas, TCU. I don't want to not play TCU without a big man in there. When I went back to my argument with Fran, and it wasn't an argument, we were just talking. I guess three and three would be what that would be. This was at Houston, so it was fairly early. You know, he talked about how much Tech was overachieving and that uh, he figured that they would get to eight wins in the conference. I can't wait. I hope so bad to blow by that. And one of the reasons I said – I thought we'd get more than eight is the Oklahoma State and West Virginia factors. Normally when you go to those places, it's probably a loss. Although you've won a few here and there, not many in Stillwater, not many in Morgantown. But that's why I said I thought we'd get more than eight. So I'm going to say four and two down the stretch. Is Bravo done pitching? I think so, but I don't know for certain be hard to justify putting him on the bull, on the mound if uh if he's hitting like he did this weekend, right? Yes. I mean I would uh yeah, keep him in left field. What's the best ballpark you've been to? I haven't been to college ballparks like you though. I mean Pepperdine's awesome. You can see the Pacific I mean, I went to Miami's, which I didn't think was anything special. You throw some palm trees in the outfield and 
The stadium itself awesome. wasn't great. Um, other regionals that I've seen. That's the thing. It's the only time I've been to a regional. I'm not a, necessarily a big fan of uh, whatever it's called now, TD Ameritrade. I, I don't really like that setup. It's just big and kind of boring. Yeah. Um, now, the fans make it exciting and just all of the people. But any, I didn't. I didn't really care for Eldell Mitchell Park, other than the berms in the outfield that you could sit on and watch. Uh, Wind blows out to left. Yeah, there's not much. I actually like the brick. I like Bricktown Ballpark. I mean, it's a small, old kind of looks like a old Globe Life field. ORU is so unique because it's like um, where the Jetsons would play baseball. Remember they try they tried to forecast what buildings would look like mm-hmm. in the 60s you know yeah. trying to see what they would look like in the 2000s and it is just a weird looking yard but they put a lot of money into it and it's very very nice hearing the gatlins is awesome rudy was at our tailgate with donnie anderson a few years ago love all their music with harmony so we got some back and forth on the gatlin brother worst baseball stadium is cal just ask jl i've done three games at cal it stinks Old and no fan protection, no money, no lights. Also, remember, Beck was a starter in right field, got off to a slow start, and never got back into the mix. Scott in La Quinta, California, heading to watch the Tech golfers. Okay, well, cheer them on, Scott. And uh, that's a three-day event, so enjoy out there in Cali. That's going to wrap things up for us on the end of the bench. Boys on the bottom line are coming up. Hope you enjoyed Music Monday. For Collier and Lucas, I'm Hacks. Peace. This has been the End of the Bench podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 107thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.